You're listening to the Fable 411 podcast produced by the City of Fable, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll get topics of interest and inside look into the various departments that help keep our city moving. I'm Gab McRoberts. And I'm Sherry Kropp. Thanks for joining us for the Fayetteville 411. Today, we've invited Assistant Chief T.J. McLam with the Fayetteville Fire Department. Now, Chief McLam is a fire marshal for the department and also heads up the public communications and education. Welcome, Chief McLam. Glad to be here. Well, I guess one of the first things we want to talk about, you know, it's summertime, people are out and about um, enjoying the great outdoors. Um, there's, I imagine there's some safety tips you uh, want to share with our listeners. So why don't we start with... Um, my favorite is cooking because I do love grilling out on the grill. Um, what are some of your safety tips you'd like to share with some of our listeners? So grilling safety, <clears throat> um, you can use, a lot of people use propane or they use charcoals uh, to grill. And it, we've even seen the new pellet grills, uh, which are, are popular. And so one of the safety features uh, that we recommend is is keeping the grilling um, component away from your home at, at least 10 to 15 feet. And when you dispose of the charcoals, because we get through grilling out, the charcoals are still hot. We'll put them in some type of plastic container or something of that nature, and we uh, usually see fires. They might sit it on a wooden deck, um, and it'll start the fire. Um, so we recommend that you completely either submerge in water or just completely extinguish the charcoals. Don't dump them in your backyard until after they've been submerged in water um, in the leaves or wooded area. Yeah, I think um, I, I I love grilling. I use uh, lump charcoal, and I think what I do is I just let it sit for a couple hours in the grill just to let it finish through its burn process. And I always make sure I, I, I run my hands over it a few inches above to see if there's any heat. And then even then, I keep a uh, I bought one of those aluminum pans, like heavy heavy duty, like you almost use for changing oil in your car. And I just put the coals in there just to let it sit for an extra day, just to be safe. Because yeah, I'm in the middle of the woods, and pine straw burns so easily. Yeah, and even with that, I still would uh, pour some water over the top mm-hmm. of it because after you know the wind can blow, mm-hmm. it can kind of light back up, and so it's good always just to submerge them in water. Yeah, and that's the other thing I do too is I keep a I keep a hose. I, I, right. I run that hose; it's right there, and um, I do that too. Also, when I'm smoking, um, like if I'm smoking a Boston butt and I want to get the temp down, I do a little light messing over it. But also, it's good there uh, to make sure that the uh, you know if there is something spreading uh, a little bit of fire. Uh, I'm always, thank God I haven't had to do that yet. Uh, yes. I've been careful, but. But one of the biggest things that you mentioned about cooking safety is is paying attention to when you're cooking, mm-hmm. um, whether it's outside or inside, because that cooking fires inside the home, cooking is our number one cause of residential home fires in Fayetteville and across North Carolina and the country. And so again, whenever you're cooking, make sure, you know, we got the, the saying, stand by your pan, or you could use stand by your grill or whatever, but just make sure that you're, um, in close proximity and kind of know what's going on when you're yeah. cooking. Avoid the thrill, stand by your grill. There you I, go. I, I, just, I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's catchy. I, mean, I know. What I do is I, I put up the hammock. That's my excuse to my wife to go outside in the backyard, and I'm grilling, smoking uh, for the next three, four hours, and so I won't be inside for a bit. There so, you go. Works great. So uh, is there any other safety tips you could share on grilling or cooking? Uh, again, when you're cooking, you know, um, especially deep fat frying, um, you know, making sure, you know, whatever meat product you're using is completely thought out because of a, a frozen meat product going in um, oil um, that's been cooked is, is, is a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just make sure it's completely thought out. Again, making sure it's off your combustible wooden deck, make sure it's 
away from your home. Make sure you have a water source close by just in case you need that. But those are some uh, some safety tips for cooking. Well, I, I remember last summer um, worked with uh, the fire department on putting out a safety message about pool safety because I know with the start of COVID, a lot of people, my family included, invested in a pool for the backyard, and it was really popular and and. We wanted to make sure that people were being safe uh, with the backyard pools because it's it's a new responsibility and there's a lot of safety issues you have to be aware of when you when you have a pool in your yard. What are some of the uh, tips that you have for homeowners? Again, kind of going back to what we just talked about with cooking, um, being in close proximity, uh, never taking your eyes off if you have children that are in pools. Um, you know, we get distracted just like we did with anything else. We could be on our phone or reading a book. And, you know, we could be through several pages and not let our eyes on our kids in the pool. And so, you know, it's, it's very important that we have um, eyes on them at all times, especially if they're small, small children. Um, you know, if you not know how to swim or whatnot, they could pull floaties off. And, um, you know, and it dra- only takes a second. It only takes a second. Mm-hmm. And according to North Carolina Safe Kids, uh, children's one through fours, that's their leading cause of mm. death and injury is drowning. And so, um, again, with the pools just opening up Memorial Day, uh, we want to make sure that we have safe swimming in Fayetteville. You know, if you can, you know, even with, um, you know, teenagers or young adults, swim with a buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you know, if you're in a pond or a pool, uh, make sure somebody's with you because leg cramps, you know, and so forth, you could. Uh, and, I, and I think people, I wouldn't say feel complacent, but, you know, you, th- you think you have an above ground pool, it's shallow, everybody's going to be okay. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, somebody could have heat stroke. Well, maybe not in a pool, but, you know, they could lose consciousness and it only takes a second. And and, and I think having a swimming buddy is always important anyway, especially with young kids. But yeah. even as adults, you That's should true. have somebody nearby at all times. And, and again, um, you know, having a fence around your pool or a gate, you know, making sure that gate is secure uh, where toddlers or small kids cannot access the gate and to get into the pool area. I think that's even a state statute, I want to say, for inspections. Yeah, I I believe it is. We just got a pool installed um, last year, so we've got fencing all the way around. We always keep it locked when we're not at home, and we've even got, like, a little camera in the backyard, so can never be too safe. That's right. Yeah, and I know they make even those little sensors and safety alarms that if something disturbs that water, the alarm goes off, and I know that would be an important thing, especially if you got a toddler around. Because they can... They can get in places where you don't expect sometimes. That's right. Quickly. Yeah, very yeah. quickly. So um, having working smoking alar- smoke alarms um, is important um, when you have an incident of a fire. So what advice would you give to someone who do, does not have a smoke alarm in their home? Before you lay your head down on your pillow at night, make sure you have a working smoke alarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have one, you can do that by contacting the fire department. Uh, we have a number, uh, 910-433-1428, or you can go on our website and request that smoke alarm. We have 17 fire stations across the city um, that you can stop in and, re- and request those smoke alarms. But having a, having a working smoke alarm in your home is that um, initiating device that's going to warn you to a danger of a fire in your home and so it's very important to have working smoke alarms and so people that do have uh, smoke alarms um, they may have had them a long time Uh, how often would you recommend changing the batteries in those smoke alarms well again testing your smoke alarm every month but also change changing that battery every time you um, you know every time time changes Um, a lot of new smoke alarms have a 10-year lithium-sealed battery where you don't change it. And so the manufacturer recommends that alarms over 10 years old be replaced with a new alarm. And so a lot of folks might hear that beeping noise, and they might have changed the battery, and they might continue to hear that beeping noise. 
Well, that could be the end of the life alarm that's going off on that smoke alarm. We just had a phone call today where somebody called about a fire inspection and we heard the alarm going off in the background. And so we asked, and that's exactly what she said. I just changed my batteries, you know, three weeks ago and it's still chirping. Well, again, we sent an inspector out there to check it and it was past the 10 year mark. So it was letting her know that, hey, I need to be changed. I need a new one. Oh, that's good to know. I, I, you know, I didn't even know about that feature because we had one that kept chirping and we ch- kept changing out the batteries. And thankfully, you got one of those new ten-year ones. And and I, you know, I was surprised to hear about these because it's changed so much in the last few years. I mean, I remember just three years ago telling people change your nine volt out, but nowadays everything is these sealed battery, uh, sealed compartments. You don't even have to change it. So I just yeah, and and I'm glad the the market went that direction because a lot of folks with nuisance alarm with cooking um you know depends on how often you cook or how often you burn your food i guess you can get those nuisance that's why alarms. i grill outside that's right and uh people were removing their batteries and they uh you know wasn't putting them back and so you didn't have that protection and so with a with a 10-year lithium sealed or you can't remove it uh, it eliminates that function and I guess that also is a good advice too, not just smoke alarms, but other type of detectors like carbon dioxide, monoxide detectors, because I, you know, when that builds up, you you really don't have much of a warning at that point. You got to get out and get out quickly. That's right. So I, I guess that kind of leads up. Speaking of smoke alarms, outdoor burning, um, being outside. I know. I think just yesterday I was driving and I saw a lot of people burning debris in, in the ditches out in the country. Um, I imagine that's a. Uh, a an issue that the fire department has to be concerned about this time of year. We do. We get a lot of calls for um, illegal burning in the city. And so we have a, a frequently asked question uh, section on our website that you can go to. And it, and, it, and it basically asks the question, what can a person legally burn within the city of Fayetteville? Um, and so open burning, as you know it, like you just mentioned in the county, is illegal uh, in the city of Fayetteville because we have solid waste pickup. Um, but there are some fires that you can have, like recreational fires, um, a little small, um, you know, either a campfire, f- yeah. little small campfire, a little small fireplace, or uh, one of those fire pits that you can mm-hmm. buy from, you know, the hardware store. Yeah, yeah, you can have that, which is typically two to three feet. Um, it's just for, you know, an ambiance type event where you're outside with your family recreating or whatever. It's not meant for you to rake your leaves in the fall and put in there and dispose of them by burning. It's not meant for you when a storm comes through to clear up all the limbs and, you know, place them in a pile and burn them. That's not what it's for. And if I remember right, it's, it's a state law that actually says nothing within a municipal boundary. That's correct, because so. we have solid waste pickup. Well, that's good to know. And I think if, if people are doing backyard uh, fireplaces or, or they're, they're camping out in the backyard or co- roasting some marshmallows, what safety tips would you provide as well? Again, paying attention when you're out there burning, especially if young children are around because uh, we like to play in it or we like to throw stuff in it. And so, again, have have an eyes on toddlers or infants when we're outside doing those recreational fires, making sure it's close enough away uh, from your structure. And again, on our frequently asked questions, it's at least 25 foot away from your home, uh, making sure it's away from the wood line so we don't um, start the woods on fire. Um, and make sure it's completely out once you once you leave because a lot of times it's Saturday night we're cooking out we have a little you know recreational fire we go in that night the wind picks up on Wednesday and now we've got a fire um, in the woods the next day and so again just making sure it's completely out 
Yeah, I know they can stay hot for a good long while. Yes. I, I know with my son, I made it into a game after we roast marshmallows in the backyard. He, I, you know, I let him put out the fire because uh, he just loves getting hose and seeing the smoke come out and all that noise. And, and I think we got a future firefighter on our hands, Uh-oh. by the way. So. There we go. We'll keep an eye on him. <laughs> you keep Come knocking. <laughs> Be like a recruiter. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chief, we've only got a couple of minutes left. And um, I think it's real important that we talk about emergency preparedness because hurricane season is upon us. And um, for those of us who experienced the impacts of Hurricane Matthew um, in 2016 and Hurricane Florence a couple years ago, being prepared is crucial. Um, talk about the importance of having an emergency kit. Yes, having an emergency kit is very important. Uh, there's an old saying, the first 72 is on you. And what that is meant to say is you have a 72-hour kit um, that you can basically take care of yourself for the first 72 hours because emergency services uh, may be stretched thin throughout the city and may not be able to respond to your emergent need. Um, Ready NC, again, on our website, uh, takes you to preparedness and the three things that we talk about is planning preparing and staying informed um, again there's a lot of good information on there off readync.gov readync.org i'm sorry um, and so a lot of good information but but staying staying prepared um, cumlin alerts that the uh, cumlin county has it's a subscription service that you can sign up for free uh, you can just go to the county's website and look for Cumberland Alerts. That gives notifications of incoming weather, tornadoes, and such. Um, and it'll send you a text to let you know or make a phone call to you. And when preparing a kit, what are some of the items that you want to make sure you have in there? Uh, you know, just your document, financial documents, or any insurance information, um, batteries, flashlights, um, having some cash on hand that you can go to the bank because electricity might be out. Water's important. Water's too. important. Yeah. Your yep. medication if you're on any that's medication. Right. Medication. And not just for you and also for your pets as well. That's right. That's another thing people can sometimes forget about. Yes, that's right. That's right. Well, I think that's pretty much going to wrap up this episode. You shared a lot of great information, and we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I had a lot of fun, a lot of good safety tips, and you got me talking about grilling. I think that's why we got so much time talking about <laughs> <laughs> and camping out in the backyard. Uh, so, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on. We're going to have to bring you back, Chief, to, to share some more safety tips again soon and, and maybe share talk about some of the public education programs because I know we wanted to talk a little bit about that today, but uh, we'll save that for a future episode. All right. Thank you for having me on. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Fable 411. The Fable 411 is one of several podcasts that the city produces for our podcast channel, Radio Fable, as we provide timely and informative updates every week on a variety of topics related to the city of Fable. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fable on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music podcast portal. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fable has to offer by downloading the Faye TV streaming app available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android, TV and Amazon Fire TV. You can view all of our video content by visiting FayTV.net. To get information about city services, go to our webpage at FayettevilleNC.gov. Thanks for joining us.